We know of new methods of attack. Sunday night. What are you talking about? Oh, Sunday fun day. We can talk about, whatever we, want. We can talk about whatever we want, but we do have a lot of emails on the uh, topic of conversation that we spoke about on uh, the last episode. Which is weirdly yeah. the only thing that anyone seems it's, to be talking about. It's subway thing is very durable, isn't it? It's very durable. It's, you never know, like, if, uh, especially uh, probably uh, Moynihan and I now that Camille doesn't live here that often. Um, mm -hmm. but like, you never know when talking about a New York story, like how boring it's going to be to everyone because it's just a stupid <laughs> New York thing. But this one yeah. seemed to go, I was, I was, uh, just hanging out, uh, in, uh, near 14th street a couple days ago. And I sent you guys a video like, Oh, look, there's protests here. I've, I've, I've stumbled by two protests so far just by accident. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, and then yesterday it kind of, <laughs> Oh man, was it was the shade the guy in the shade shirt who jumped on the third rail? Was he was he rail, also yeah. wearing a mask, or was that the other guy who was wearing the <laughs> no. the COVID mask? I don't mask? think he was wearing a mask. Okay, it was no, annoying because they had that protective face. layer on the top. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. annoying. And someone warned on that. You're like, hey, hey, get off of that! It's electrified. No, it's fine. He's like, what, man? That's what, <laughs> it's what he deserves. It's electric. Do the electric yeah. slide. It could be fun. <laughs> there'd probably there'd probably be a march against that like why do we have these third rails man they're killing our kids it's as if it's oh the third rail it is like i mean how i was wondering something when you see these protests like in the city on the streets and there were some in the in the in the subway this is a total hypothetical. I'm just wondering what you guys oh, think. Oh God! This. And it's because it's the page, here page comes the racism. The no, no, it's not. No, no, no. Okay, so there's two Jews and one Mexican. No, um, um, <laughs> they're having a gefilte no, fish taco. If you have, if you see the guy, the 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 Marine, um, which I love, everybody leads with that. Like he had one phase in his life, which has become his. Like, well, he's a Marine, so obviously he kills people for a he living. That's also kind of comes the from the white supremacist outs out of uh, 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 post of white of Islip, right? West Islip, or yeah, Islip, Islip, yeah, yeah, he's an Islip, yeah, which, yeah, apparently is where all the Nazis live. I wasn't aware of that, but um, but it's it's segregated, which is mostly white, by the way. And the people who are telling you that um, live on the Upper West Side. <laughs> Interesting, in New York City, we segregate things by block, and uh, you know, in Long Island, it's a little, it's a little more spacious that segregation. But I was wondering, this guy, if you dropped him into the middle of that protest, in the middle, and everyone said, "Oh my God, the guy, he's here." What do you think <laughs> happened? Do you think that they would tear him apart? Do you think they would beat him? Because I don't know anymore, having seen some of the reactions at like BLM uh, rallies where they're like you know, smashing cop cars and like lawyers mm -hmm. are going to prison for throwing fucking Molotov cocktails. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. What happened? I wonder it, what would happen. It's hard to believe that, that we wouldn't have to use the L word to describe what happens to, to that gentleman. Um, no, you can't I'm use that word. Pretty sure he would be murdered by a yeah. large group of people who were yes. celebrating oh. and then ripping off his body parts and passing them around <laughs> and like keeping them as trophies. It is well, amazing. not going to reason with him. <laughs> use the word lynching to describe mm -hmm. what happened here as though, mm -hmm. as though there shouldn't be any sort of distinction between mm -hmm. like, actual murder and say, you know, just homicide, involuntary manslaughter or something like that. Mm -hmm. It should all mm -hmm. be regarded as the same and it's all mm -hmm. pretty much lynching. Like, that's mm -hmm. incredible to me do you want to we kind of keep track of the number of lynchings that have taken place historically 
because they are so uniquely awful and terrible. And now it's we will just conflate the whole thing because mm -hmm. you know whenever it's convenient for us politically, what mm -hmm. happened is a lynching. Mm -hmm. It's gross. That's unbelievable. It neat the narrative set in advance. I mean, that's obviously the case. I mean, the shooting in Texas is that going like wildfire across Twitter. Yeah, shooting in Texas, and it was like uh, the guy's wearing a white supremacist. This it's a white supremacist shooting. White supremacist, blah blah blah. And then, of course, as you pointed out, Camille, in our text thread, the shooter's name is um, Mauricio, Gar Mauricio Garcia. And if you look at a picture of him, not white. And if you <laughs> want to say, oh, well, it's like, no, no, you can't do it. I'm sorry. You can't do this anymore. You can't in situationally say that we are people of color and then say we are white supremacists, depending <laughs> on the situation. Pick a side so white and you're on it. White Hispanic, your, right ahead. It's but he's same. not even a white Hispanic. In that, thing. Yeah, that's not even a, I mean, that's a dumb fake it's, thing anyway that yeah. crea was created with George Zimmerman, right? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the white has—he's not even that. So, like, but that doesn't make a difference. The narrative will be the most important thing, and people are like, well, you can be blah blah blah, and there'll be some sort of explanation so you can continue with that narrative. And you know why, when you have this subway incident, before there's any any video has come out beyond the the video that we've all seen. Any witness testimony, nobody that I've seen has talked to journalists or anything like this, the crowded subway car. And all before all of that happens, the brilliant, unbelievably brilliant AOC is like, it was a murder. She's just saying it was murder. Like, I, I know this for a and, fact, despite the fact that I don't know anything. he was murdered because, because he was hungry. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's my murdered, favorite. He's, he was murdered because he was asking for food. And, and that's because right. he uh, was- like, Can I have a sandwich? And then people just started breaking his And leg. also because he was like, un, unhoused. He was definitely uh, yeah, murdered yeah. because he was unhoused. What was the Torre yeah. one? Un, unalived. Unalive is my favorite. It's like, why are you guys changing language all the time? What do you think I this mean, Unalive's pretty good. Uh, unalive? Unalived. It sounds like a fucking no, kiss record. He did it as a, as a verb. <laughs> Like the Marine unalived well, him. Unalived him. I kind of like that. Oh, as a he's actually a, a creature of like YouTube um, and social media policy guidelines. So in some places to talk openly about suicide, for example, and rape is unacceptable. If you were to do that as a YouTuber, for example. So there's an entire culture around it and ways that people refer to the R word and use phrases like unaliving yourself um, to avoid- what? Having to say suicide, yeah. What um, the fuck so do they think this changes? That it, that like, it really, honestly, well, we can, maybe if, it we, we, if we avoid one word and then we just replace it with a different word, which we yes. then will associate with the previous concept, yes. Therefore, becoming <laughs> that word, which we'll have to replace again, yes. and it's like. You know, he's well, not a fucking YouTuber. No he's in his fifties. Torre is not in the YouTuber. <laughs> he doesn't. And by the way, like yeah, I know he's. He, I know it's been a tough life. He went to Milton Academy. I mean, yeah. I know it's been very hard for him, but Jesus fucking Christ, like unalive. I, I, uh, I don't know. I can't should, take it anymore. Talk to him about this. Maybe the, uh, I'm know. standing invite. Maybe, maybe that won't go well and whatnot. Um, uh, sort of tying. He said he would. So we should, we should follow up. Tying the room together mm -hmm. of, of both, um, the, uh, alleged white supremacist in Texas and, um, and what happened in here in New York. Um, I grabbed a flyer from the protesters, on 14th street and it had stuff like uh undoubtedly uh the adams administration's racist fear-mongering 
over homelessness. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Undoubtedly is the, is the key word there. Can I, I isn't, isn't a mayor that I know the answer to this question because I've seen him and I know, isn't he black? Undoubtedly, the Adams administration's racist fear-mongering <laughs> over homelessness was a contributing factor behind Neely's murder. What? What? Undoubtedly. <laughs> racist fear-mongering about homelessness? Uh-huh. What, did they quote something? Is there a quote? Uh, nope. Uh, when the, when the unhoused yeah. and mentally unstable are depicted as a society homeless and crazy by the as way as <laughs> a societal danger whatever violence inflicted upon them whether by police or white vigilantes is always justified mm-hmm. in the name of public safety in america your race and your relation to property can bring a death sentence this is according to um the commies and i, I you know i i like to say you know commies who's that signed by and what what's the uh, it's uh, the um the uh, Party for Socialism Answer. and Liberation New York City branch. Oh. They're actually <laughs> you, guys are, you guys have a great track record. How <laughs> was the, t- the 20th century to you guys? Actual <laughs> fucking commies. But this is, uh, yeah. this is used uh, in, um, in news stories, too. Versions of it, or at least smuggled in. There's a really good or really solid, let's say, piece in the New York Times um, talking about uh, the history of Neely in particular, you know, he was, uh, uh, according to at least um, a somebody who was anonymous, who's worked with him in the public health system, he was on the top 50 list of like people that you see on the subway who got seriously big problems. You got to keep an eye out for him. He'd been in and out of all these different institutions. He'd been arrested. He was out on, out, uh, on an arrest. He was supposed to be, he'd pled down so they wouldn't have to spend more time in jail. And then he broke the terms of it, all this stuff, a lot of good details. And then in the middle of it, you have this paragraph, Um, Their encounter has once again revealed the deep fault lines in the ways New Yorkers and Americans beyond view race, homelessness, crime, and how some people seem to be treated differently by the police. (laughs) And then this this is the Camille sentence. The veteran, Mr. Penny, who is white, was questioned by the police, (laughs) but has not been charged with a crime for killing Mr. Neely, who was black. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that... And the rest of it is is pretty good reporting and things, but right in there you have this seem mm-hmm. to be treated differently by the police, right? Just there's an assumption that there's that there's right some there. racism yes, going on, um, at least some unequal treatments, and then it's going to be picked up by activists and you know AOC and other people as unequal treatment equals racism. So it doesn't matter if it's Eric Adams or a uh, crazy Mexican in, in, uh, in Texas somewhere perpetrating it. Cause you're doing the racism because it's like a transitive property of idiocy uh, going on. And it's smuggled even in good <laughs> news articles out there. And it's, uh, it's very frustrating. We have a ton of email about it. Maybe we should Qu- quick thing on this. I want to get to the, 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 the guy in Texas, the white supremacy thing is that He's not white, and these are the people that make these definitions, so I'm adhering to their definitions. He could be racist. He could not like mm-hmm. black people. Mm-hmm. It's not white supremacy. He maybe just doesn't like black people, and that's not, but yeah. it, the, when, you, when you filter everything through this one-size-fits-all concept of white supremacy, you miss all these nuances, most all these, but you're right also about the, about the subway guy, as I've seen this in almost every piece, is um, you know this kind of, we are going to talk about race. I mean, your job as a journalist is not to in, in, in inject race into something in which there is no evidence of racism. 
There is no evidence that somebody said something racist. Three people independently trying to pin this guy down. None of them have been shown to be racist. The guy was black. He was white. There is a disparity, it seems, on people who are homeless. And in the subway, there's a racial disparity. I don't think that there's anything controversial about that. I think the numbers support this. So those interactions are going to maybe tilt in that direction, um, you know, just statistically. So any interaction like that is, is what, ipso facto racist? It has to be. So I think the thing about this is that one has to do the throat clearing because everyone is still scared. People pretend that they're not. They're going to get a hard time about this. And I'll give you an example of this, a totally random example that this drives me fucking crazy. There's a British actor named Greg Davies. And he's a really tall guy, very funny com uh, comic actor. You probably recognize him if you, if you Googled him. But he gave an interview uh, to the NME, the music paper. And he said, uh, it was like, you know, all these like questions. And one of the questions was like, which song do you wish you had written? And he says, uh, Suedehead by Morrissey. Fair enough. And then goes on and, and talks about the song. Then what's the last sentence? And I was like, I was waiting for it. I was like, I, you haven't done it yet. Last sentence. Obviously, he has terrible beliefs now. It's nothing to do with what we're talking about. He just had to get it in there. It's like, that's the thing. You always have to just like, there is the bien pensant opinion that you're supposed to have about these things. And you need to throw clear and say, oh, by the way, I'm talking about a song from 1988. Um, and I'm just going to tell you, I don't agree with something he said about immigration last year. What are you talking about? Do you have to go through the guy's beliefs on everything? If you're going to say you like his music? Well, no, you drop that in there in the same way you drop it in about this guy, this homeless guy. The, the, there's a race element. I know we don't have any evidence. None. There's mm -hmm. nothing racial about it as far as we can tell. But we need to put it in there to make sure people know that we're good people, that we're on the right side of things, and we're paying attention to this. The same way somebody says, I'm talking about an old Morrissey thing. Oh, but by the way, he said something bad last year, and I'm aware of it. Just so you know, It's not just preemptive in that direction. There's also, um, it's a fact, I think, that one of the immediate responses to this by a lot of politicians, uh, AOC, the uh, New York City comp. Oh, she's been Comptroller uh, Brad Lander, who used to be my city councilman, he's a really awful human being, who also like in insisting that this is a murder, um, and everyone else. Um, there's an immediate policing of adjectives. What have we learned over the last mm -hmm. six years? Well, if we're the journalistic class is just going to be out there as a way of signaling their own virtue of we're going to police. Was there a passive verb in the AP tweet about this? My God, we're not going to mm -hmm. let that stand. And it's not just. Was there a criticism? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like lots. Uh, because, you know, he, was, mm -hmm. uh, he died on the subway as opposed to he was choked out by a racist Marine or whatever. But then there's also like um, people who are out there, like uh, our former guest, A. Gilani, uh, our friend, Bacha Ungar Sargon, um, who are making points uh, online. And I'll actually just read you Bacha's just so you guys can shudder in revulsion at what a racist she's being. She says, I ride the subway a lot. Not a week goes by. And this is three days ago. Okay. So this is in the, immediately in the, in the wake of this. Uh, not a week goes by that a mentally ill person doesn't get on and terrorize the entire car, especially women, especially Asians. Usually the men just sit there and pretend it's not happening. This is what Moynihan was talking about last mm -hmm. time. That's, that's absolutely uh, true. It's a dis Everything it, it's a disgrace that working New Yorkers have to live like this. Um, and she goes on in the thread and, and, uh, and points out, um, and Zay Jelani's pointed this out many times, which is basically those of you who don't ride the subway and aren't in New York, don't ride the subway, maybe slow your roll a little bit about 
condemning everyone for not immediately uh, for who have different reactions to what happened, including like, yeah, there's been a lot of crazy shit on the subway for a while. And that's part of the context of the story. Here is how the guild of the forward where Batya used to work, Mm. right? Jewish newspaper forward. So crazy. This is how they responded to that tweet that I read you, right? I'm not leaving anything out of that tweet. Um, first they do a quote, anyone who destroys a life is considered to have destroyed an entire world, end quote. I don't know who that's from, but probably someone great and famous. Uh, and then they say, <laughs> our former opinion editor is an enduring stain on the forward. Those who enabled her rise through our newspaper should condemn what they helped create. So people are not just out there policing adjectives. People are out there absolutely condemning with white, hot, spitting fire those who are making contextual points that you can disagree with. Like, I I don't think that's the right emphasis to have today. Um, I actually think that that context is important to the story and and you're willfully blind if you're pretending like we can't talk about it. Um, but uh, but that is the reaction. So there are, there are people who are out there policing. So yeah, you get the throat clear on Swadehead because people know that you're supposed to be gingerly trotting out. And you yourself maybe should mm-hmm. participate in making sure that there aren't any passive tense verbs in a New York Times tweet or anybody else's tweet about this. Um, it's part of the unreality of the reaction of this. People are like pretending that there isn't a good faith conversation about like, oh shit, this is a hard problem problem and part of the problems of a hard problem that doesn't get solved is that you're going to have more confrontations like this which cause division and in death in some cases and maybe we should talk about the problem people don't want to have that conversation they want to have this other separate conversation that isn't about that i was supposed to read a letter and i didn't i'm sorry um the (laughs) yeah i mean that i was amazed uh by by that tweet and the the beginning of that tweet, I think, is a is a uh, a Talmudic. Uh, I think it's an invocation of the Talmud. I'm not entirely sure, but I think so. Um, but you know, he who takes a life uh, means they should be on the other end of a nasty tweet. I think is the uh, is the rough translation yeah. from from Hebrew. But that kind of stuff is that I, I want to make sure that people remember context is that education levels of education. Um, does not allow you to not be Glenn Beck, right? So everybody- it's Too many double negatives. It, it does, it, it, you, you, you don't get out of being Bill O'Reilly, Glenn Beck, any of these kind of fire-breathing, you know, bozos, Charlie Kirk. Just because you went to Brandeis and you have a master's, it doesn't mean you run a guild, which is, a, I run the, the, the guild of a newspaper, an old Jewish socialist newspaper forward. It used to be called Farvarts in German, which is the social democratic newspaper. But that, like, you are Glenn Beck. You are the same fucking thing. I don't understand why people don't kind of, the, the, the level of crazy, the level of extremism. So this woman, I'll give you an example. That, like, that is an extremist tweet. That is a tweet from an extremist group. And the extremist group happens to be a fucking union of idiotic journalists. And if you're a part of that union, you should get the fuck out now because it's a disgusting, gross thing to denounce a former coworker because they have an opinion that is banal opinion that you don't agree with because you are a fanatic. That's a fanatic's tweet. And because these are people that like, you know, have a, have a degree from Columbia, it's like, 
you know, Glenn Beck is a fucking Mormon, right? And he used to be like a drive-time zoo radio host. So he's he's that guy. That's what you'd expect. It's like, no, 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 no. You have a, an advanced degree from an expensive school. You grew up in privilege and you're still a fucking extremist asshole. Like, that's it. Full stop. And people don't realize that, like, when this woman was um, the, the, the newest Focahontas <laughs> from Berkeley... Who uh, is just like you know was was like I'm she's like a mohawk and has been run, this whole running a scam her entire life and of course she gets caught doing this she's probably fucking from Calabria or something but um, I watched a video because I was interested by I was watching a video um, of her on like a Zoom call talking about her academic work it's lunacy it's these people are lunatics like these are lunatic people these people are in a cult. I mean, this is not, it's not like Chris Rufo, stupid nonsense. Well, they're woke and they're doing all this woke, woke, woke. It's like, no, no, the, the, the discipline of like Native American studies should be fairly normal, pretty straightforward, pretty interesting, pretty important. The people, first of all, you had to get through five minutes of fucking land acknowledgements and people saying like, well, you know, we respect the elders of us. Like, dude, you're from Connecticut. Shut the fuck up and get on to what you're talking about. You get on to what you're talking about, and it is just an absolute blast of nonsense in then utter extremism about white people. It's all about white this and white this. Like, this is not an academic forum. This is a cult. And these people talk like they're in a fucking cult. And it's like, I'm so tired of this, nor this normalization of crazy opinions on one side of the aisle. I don't want a normalization of Glenn Beck's crazy opinions or people from you know, uh, OAN or whoever these goofballs are. But, they, you know, the universities are full of the, that kind of nonsense, but on the other side and then dressed up in academic, you know, nonsense uh, language. Sorry, it's just, this is, I, I've been, I come across like three things today that made me have <laughs> heart, a, a series of small heart attacks. I, I thought that the pool, pool was Fucking supposed it. to like ameliorate this. Uh, this no, no, no. no. Just, Hypertension this, is different no, than there's no, there's no pool. <laughs> no, the, the pool. The pool is a pool of misery. It's a pool of tears. It's a pool of white guilt. I, by the way, when if I was to swim around here, before I got into the water, I'd be like, this is the <laughs> land. I mean, this is on Long Island. This is the <laughs> land of the natives. And did they swim? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they did before us. Because the, by the way, the one thing on that video was was about um, native uh, native statistics and how native uh, people <laughs> they do numbers different. It's a different what? statistic. So I was like, what? They do it wrong? <laughs> like what? What are you talking about? And there was like native science. It was like you know the white man's science. I'm like, what the fuck? You're like you're like Robert F. Kennedy in a headdress. Like you're pretending that the science. You're just it's unbelievable. Sorry, enough of this. Um, let, let me get. I, I, I've had a long day. Let me get to a couple of emails. <laughs> this one, this Sorry, one comes fr from a Michael. Um, and again, uh, the the subject lines are pretty good. I won't read this one, but in general, hello, gentlemen. I am unfortunately sober writing this as I have to present at the Washington State Law Enforcement Memorial later today. Um, while yeah. driving, we have a disproportionate number of law enforcement related people, and we'll probably okay. get to a few uh, in a little bit. While driving to Olympia, Washington, well, I went to school. Oops. I listened to episode 405. The next morning, I noticed a building, uh, keeping in mind this is in Olympia, Washington, uh, spray painted yeah. RIP Jordan Neely killed for being black plus homeless. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong? 
with with, <laughs> what's wrong with these people with i don't want the guy dead i don't but what the fuck black and homeless were underlined oh my God. Uh, and then there was an anarchy symbol and he attaches a photo uh to show it. my main question to you three explain yourselves for providing misinformation when clearly this tagger disagrees with your assessment of the situation michael adds i agree there was no easy fix to the law enforcement issue crime issue or homelessness issue however clearly what we are doing isn't working um i will cop to uh, actually uh, real misinformation which i put in the comments section but not all of you who listen to everything or read every comment which is a mistake um but uh yeah i said that he'd been charged with a homicide which is crazy um the, the medical examiner had ruled that the death was a homicide the charging mm, right. uh if and when it happens will happen in the future and it'll be very interesting to watch how alvin bragg deals with the many competing kind of public pressures and just the facts of the case to figure out what to do but uh, maybe Camille wants to talk now. <laughs> That's Matt saying he's had enough of my screaming. Yep. <laughs> Which I don't, no, I actually, don't I want to hear Camille talk about, uh, you know, uh, uh, why... But what it's like to be black and on the subway. Thank you. When you're throwing, <laughs> when you're saying, I want to end my life today. Well, no, what I'm actually thinking about at the moment is um, the fact that I've had like a very, like, one, I've just had a kind of, uh, an odd week like the past seven days have been kind of strange on thursday we buried um my wife's father mm -hmm. um who had been very sick for a while and passed away um somewhat uh somewhat suddenly in the sense that he had just kind of been lingering for a while um while also in a very difficult state and you know having to bury him you kind of have to come to terms with a bunch of stuff and anyways we've just been sort of wrestling with it it'd been a difficult week and on that same day that we buried him, I remember coming home and seeing like a reply, and I just shouldn't have been on Twitter at all, yep. but seeing a reply from someone who had listened to the podcast um, and who thought we were pearl clutching when we were discussing the subway situation and um, was just generally being uh, obnoxious. And I've adopted a new policy of just kind of blocking people who are being obnoxious Wait, on Twitter. How so are we pearl clutching? Energy. Um, we were pearl clutching because we were just... Well, well, the initial tweet to me was like, well, hey, Camille, you always manage to work in the fact that you own a firearm into every conversation, which it's I mean, not, it's just not true, not true at all. I didn't even yeah, mention like, it on that podcast, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but I do, do own yeah. firearms and, yeah. you know, whatever, fine. But um, why are you afraid to ride the subway? <laughs> like This was the reply. And Weird of course, thing. I'm not afraid to ride the subway. I think riding the subway has become much grosser in recent years. And mm -hmm. as we detailed in our conversation, like we actually have a lot of weird gross encounters. Um, but mm -hmm. in the same in the same post, he also goes on to say, if you, you know, you see crazy people in New York every single day mm -hmm. and you know it's fine. Well, having happening to see crazy people in New York every single day and interact with them in different contexts um, is precisely the point that we made. And the point that we made is that in the train, this sort of thing happens frequently, and oftentimes people are looking away, per Batia's uh, post as well. Mm -hmm. um, and this can be sort of maddening, and one often tries to avoid this. So when I'm in town, uh, since I don't live in the city anymore, I'm generally trying to take Ubers in the various places that I go. And I, I'm just kind of struck by how quickly people rushed to their respective sides on these issues, mm -hmm. and the fact that people seem to be even more deranged, I think, 
than the kind of level of derangement that was achieved on account of George Floyd's death. Um, and that's not to say that there was nothing to be outraged about and that the situations are completely similar in that regard. Um, I think what's shocking to me is just how uniformly people have adopted the position that this is this is murder lynching um, and the person who was involved here should be thrown in jail you know, if for an indefinite period of time. And there is a kind of violent incuriosity about what might have happened or transpired and about the specific facts that make it really, really hard to make the case um, that this was um, anything but like just kind of a, a really like, awful circumstance um, on the train. Um, and it certainly seems that way. I mean, the fact that you have a kind of diverse group of people who are at least visually diverse holding this gentleman and trying to restrain him on the train um, certainly seems to suggest that it's something other than a racist lynching. Um, and I don't know that pointing out that fact uh, should be the sort of thing that is characterized as pearl clutching and pointing out the fact that riding the train has become this kind of increasingly uncomfortable situation in New York City in a very pronounced sort of way um, is something that ought to be regarded as uh, pearl clutching either. I mean, I think uh, there was another post um, that Thomas had put up about this, and I'd replied to it. Chatterton some of Williams. Data. Mm -hmm. Yeah, citing some of the data about the number of murders that have taken place on the train over just the past three years, and it's something like 28 um, over three years. And the same source was in a post in the an editorial in the New York Post um, suggested that over the preceding like 12 years, it took about that much time for mm -hmm. us to log about as many murders and many of those like, years many of those years had zero most in fact yeah. prior to the pandemic most of those years over the past eight i think were zero um and that's a i mean that's just an undeniable transformation like that is a huge fucking deal <laughs> 28 people died in the trains in the past were not died were murdered, murdered on the train the, in the past three the number years. of deaths is much higher yeah excellent you've been in new york for 20 plus years I mean, I, I came to New York initially in 2001. Um, and for these idiots on Twitter who don't live in New York or don't, you know, come and visit once in a while and have, you know, their own kind of political ideas that they're just trying to validate in every possible way, no one I know hasn't noticed the difference. Like, literally nobody. I mean, it's, it's, it's a common refrain it's a common kind of punchline, like, oh, again, a crazy person on the subway. You've been hearing this on this show. We didn't talk about this initially. We always took the subway to the studio we had in Midtown. And then there mm -hmm. was a, a time we started talking about every time we were on the subway, something insane happened. Somebody came on, started screaming, started like, you know, trying to get in fight. Like, it's just, it just happens all the time. And for people to say, like, that's not a big deal, because you have to, you have to say that it's not a big deal. You're overreacting. And even that overreaction is racist because you believe this person who's come onto the subway who is black and there must be some sort of criminal. He was just asking for a sandwich. The, like, the good thing about this story, there's nothing good about it. It's a horrible tragedy in every possible way for everybody involved. I'm sorry. Yes, everybody involved. This is tragic. I've, I've, it's, I cannot get in the shoes of people who, who did what they did, three people on that subway. We don't know what happened um, prior to to that um, moment where he gets him in, into a headlock and other people are trying to restrain his arms. But 
the strange thing about this is that, is that the, the only positive thing you can say is that it's very, very clarifying that people who know nothing will tell you the answer before they have even read the questions. That's astonishing. Because some, it usually is a bit of time that happens, and you say, well, I guess they've kind of, you know, dug deep into this pretty quickly. We don't, when, we, when you don't know what happened on the car preceding that interaction, and you're saying it's a murder, and like his, his uncle, <laughs> Jordan Neely's uncle said, uh, three men killed Jor- Jordan, not just the Marine. He, all three of them, we're just going to up this. The guy like trying to restrain his arm. Uh, how did three people get in that situation? Who knows? Uh, the next, uh, it was a gang killing, period. His nephew, his, his nephew got, quote, jumped by three hoodlums. Jumped. He was jumped. Imagine the recasting of this. Three people who had never met each other before had this mind meld of racism <laughs> on, on the car and said, there's a black guy there. I think he's thinking what I'm thinking. Let's jump him. Mind meld of all he was doing was singing um, uh, Dirty Diana to himself. No, no. It was, it shuffling. was criminal. It was probably, yeah, yeah. That was, so like, and we're supposed to be like, this is one of the worst lynchings since Emmett Till. I don't know what happened and you don't either. And there's no evidence again to say this of race being a factor. So now what we do know, we do know one thing is that these people have a narrative and they're going to stuff any story they can into this. And the excitement that I saw of those people protesting, there was like, oh my God, we got another George Floyd. Awesome. Here's like, Everyone's out there, like, and they look exactly like, why do we even report to these people? There's like 70 people in the subway, none of whom, they all look unhoused. <laughs> They're like, guy with the weed bucket hat on and the other one with a Che shirt jumping on the third rail. It's like, this is a pretty high level of protest. These people really know what they're doing here. This is like, you know, resistance to Nazism in 1933. It's just people being dopes, but like, Protest, fine, uh, but find out what happened first. And if you're not doing that, then <laughs> number one, you shouldn't be taken seriously. And number two, you've shown who you really are. And what don't you, you like, it's it's frustrating. Don't you want to understand the thought process of the person who puts on the t-shirt to go to the protest? Mm-hmm. Like, they, <laughs> this is this is revolutionary. <laughs> this 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 yeah. this seems appropriate. Exactly. You know, I was going to wear like the Transformer, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Transformers <laughs> tee or the Dare shirt or whatever the hell else. But no, the no, no. Ironic today, Dare shirt. Yeah. <laughs> today it's, it's Che Guevara. Yes, I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly. Nothing yeah. is you better. Know, you know what he did with people who disagree with him. He had them shot. So I'm going to go oh jump on the God. third rail. I mean, these people, these people. Ugh. It's a great, it's great. I mean, because the when you see the media playing into this and people in the media playing into this and saying that, you know, this is one of the great tragedies of, of our lifetime. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's been borne out by the facts. And, and um, not just that. Let's wait. But the, like the, the AOC line, and this is parroted a lot, and even sort of hinted at by Errol Lewis in the New York Magazine, which I found disappointing. He's a treasured yeah. New York One local correspondent guy, does a lot of valuable work. Um, but um, there's this... Uh, straw man argument that you know fox news this is the words of aoc like seeks to divide us to tell us that it's okay to kill someone for being black and homeless and like 
I, I'm sure there's comment sections. So crazy. I'm sure there's Twitter randos with lots of numbers in their, in their like thing that are like, you know, yes, high five. Okay. I, I, I get we live in a fallen society. I'm not, I'm not even so sure about that. I'm not even so sure. I've seen about a couple. That. I've seen a couple. Um, probably, but like probably on that level, know. like people with, uh, with the 32 followers, yeah. numbers in the bio, you never heard of them. No one's heard of <laughs> yeah. them. Like, you know, he had it coming. Okay. Those people will do it. By the way, those people are all like like Elizabeth Warren staff trying to create. It's like there's no there's not enough out there. They got to go and fucking flag. But like, yeah. but like yeah. she pretends to be a native. They pretend to be racist. It can be in the same tweet from AOC because she has a special talent of like Fox News is seeking to divide us by cheering. What does this have to do with by Fox cheering News? Cheering on the murder of someone for being black and homeless. It's like. I That's why they just, just promoted Tucker Carlson. What? That's what that they did. Doesn't yeah, it's the same. We, 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 we know of new methods All right, you of know attack. The um, time to pay up to get the rest of this. And I'm going to tell you that it's a good one uh, because I talk less <laughs> in the second half. Sorry about that. I was a bit uh, agitated last night when we recorded this. Um, so a bit front-loaded. At the end, we talk about and interpret Michael Jackson's song, Smooth Criminal. You can figure out where that's going. Uh, we respond to a listener who tells a story about intervening when some person uh, who was a bit crazy was doing something a bit crazy in their place of employment, and he um, intervened and was fired because of it. So that's a pretty interesting story, and a bunch of other stuff. So uh, subscribe over at wethefifth.substack.com and help us uh, keep this podcast going. We appreciate it. And we will see you for a regular episode a little later in the week without Camille because he's um, cooler than us and busier than us. So we will see you soon. Bye. Sweat.